Thomas! Psyche Mikey! Now, Thomas, I know you've worked for a long time. You've come in contact with many people over the course of your life. Did you ever walk into one of your coworkers and tell them they were effing paranoid schizophrenic? I can honestly say I've never <laughs> done that. <laughs> but if you're the mooch, the scarishmoochie. You know what's, what's, Here's what's scary. If you're the wolf of Wall Street, you know, that's what it reminds me of, that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. That's how they talk. I know. I saw him a picture of him yesterday. This is an old picture. I mean, I don't know how old, within the last couple of years. He's wearing short pants and loafers. That tells me he's a douchebag. I'm sorry. I mean, come on. You would never wear loafers with shorts, would you? Never, ever. And, you know, he's probably not wearing any socks either, which really no, drives me no, crazy. No Have you notice that this is like a trend with guys that think they're really cool? Right. They wear loafers with no socks. I just think that's disgusting. Well, I got to give Scaramucci credit. He at least gave us some insight into what Steve Bannon does alone in his office. And what's that? You didn't read? Honestly, I can't keep track of all this stuff, but... He said Bannon's the kind of guy that likes to suck his own you-know-what. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> that guy is, what is he, a gymnast? <laughs> <laughs> but here's what's scary. I mean, every day we get on here, not every day, but a lot of days, we rail about Trump because we both don't like him. We think he's a buffoon. We think he's a bully. We think he's ignorant. We think a lot of things, but we don't... We think he's an embarrassment for the country. But here's what's scary. You've got such dysfunction in that White House that if something did happen, who's going to go to who? We're in a world of hurt, my friend. <laughs> Kiss your little Polish ass goodbye. It is really scary. I mean, we've had no real crisis yet. But if it does, can you imagine the machinations that must go on in that White House if there's a big serious... Oh, it's just a matter of time, you know? The enemies of the United States are sitting there swarming, looking at us like a fly swarms over a Big Mac wrapper. Right. They did a poll the other day, and half of the Republicans that voted for Trump think he won the general election, the popular vote. And where do you think they get that from? From the liar-in-chief. But that's scary when you think about that. But here's what, here's what I, I'm most upset about with this guy. He's not a leader. All he keeps on saying is, I want Obamacare to fail. Let it fail. Let it fail. What kind of leader does that allows people to have misery and heartache in their life? A leader gets in the trenches and says, all right, let's go. Democrats, Republicans, let's hash something out. He won't do that, Thomas. You know what he is? What? A whiny little bitch. That's right, buddy. I don't know. All right, no more Trump talk. No, no. You're on fire today. No, I just, uh, he's not a leader. I mean, whether he talks to the Boy Scouts and stuff that they can't understand at 10 years old or he, you know, tweets stuff that just doesn't make sense. I'll tell you what doesn't make sense. Why did McCain come back for that vote if at the end he was just going to vote against it anyway? Did that make sense? Well, did you hear what he said earlier in the afternoon? He wanted a chance to hash it out and talk about it to keep the door open more and... He couldn't get those assurances, so that's why he voted against it. And here's what I want to know. Are they going to continue trying to get something passed? Is this going to be like the monster at the end of the movie where you thought, you know, the monster was finally dead, but then it comes back? No, I, I hope not. You know what they did to Mitch McConnell after he failed? What? They turned him over and left him in a room by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Old turtle man couldn't get out and help himself. That's right. The turtle. But you know why Trump did this thing with the transgender out of the military? He got this report 
that they were costing so much amount of money to go through operations or whatever, which is a false, because when you're in the military, you're physically fit. It's already happened. He probably got that report from Fox News. Or Breitbart or something like that. But the figure was $8.2 million a year, which with what the budget is for the military, that seems like a drop in the bucket. $8.2 million, okay? Do you know what it's cost so far the taxpayers and the government for his 11 trips to Mar-a-Lago? I can't imagine. $29 million. No more Trump. No, no more. No, no, Keep it going. No. Keep it going. <laughs> you know who died yesterday? Who? June Foray. Do you know who that is? The voice of Rocky. Yeah, baby. The Bullwinkle. Yes. She was a voice TV of TV a- series. She was like really, really old, I think. Well, right? yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, she was the original Betty in uh, the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. She was the barking dog in a bunch of Lucy episodes. It's, it's weird her career is. But uh, yeah, June Foray died. Another thing I was reading yesterday was pretty interesting. You don't travel much. I mean, you go across the United States a lot for business. You and Karen don't go leave the- Outside of the country. This is a fascinating story. And I think it was something I'd like to do if I was in her situation. This woman, old woman, she married for a long time. Her husband died. They loved to travel. They loved to take cruises. And so you know what she did? She didn't have anybody, no children or whatever. She bought a room on a cruise ship and that's her home. She gets three squares a day, beautiful food. You know, she gets to meet people. She gets to see places all over without the, you know, inconvenience of having to fly or everything. Doesn't that sound kind of neat in a way? That, no. That's her, that sounds like a horrible life. That's her hope for someone who loves to travel and who loves cruises. No, that's not you. Or me. Oh, <laughs> man. I was on a cruise once. I couldn't wait to get off. Oh, uh, really? Where'd you go? The Yucatan, Belize, South Florida. The Keys, you know. What time of year was it? It was in the fall. It wasn't bad. And what, what, 10 days, two weeks? 10 days, way too long on a boat. Get me the hell off. You had no fun at all. I'm not going to say that, but it's not something I'd want to do again. I'm just not a cruiser. How about you? I've never been on it. I would love to walk onto a cruise ship and just walk around it, but no, you know, explore by ourselves. We don't want to. Here's the thing for me, too. I'm a foodie, and boy, if you don't like the food on the boat, you're totally screwed. Yeah, but I got to imagine it's pretty good, isn't it? Here's the thing. We're not crazy about buffets, you know? About the what? Buffets. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the whole concept of everybody touching those spoons. And sneezing all over it. Oh, yeah. The sneeze guard better be up. Well, for a while there, people were getting sick almost every couple of weeks. You'd read about, you know, 40 to 50 people came down with some kind of stomach disorder, but uh, that hasn't happened in a while. Hopefully, they probably did a couple extra cleanings each time because they were losing... How'd you like to have that job cleaning the snot guard on the buffet table? I know what I want to ask you. You know, you have two daughters, both young women. What would you feel like (laughs) if one of your daughters came to you and said, Dad, I'm going to be on The Bachelor? I don't even know what that is, so I can't. You don't, you've never heard of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? I guess I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It's like The Bachelor is (laughs) is usually a handsome guy, and then like 15 to 20 women vie to marry him in like a three week period. I would be so disappointed. (laughs) I agree. I only say that because I was reading that they had the first black, and then the show's been on for about six or seven years. They've never had a black bachelorette, right? Or, yeah, bachelorette. So this year, I haven't watched it, but I've seen pictures of her, a really beautiful black woman. During the course of the show, they'll visit her home and everything. And she happens to come from a very upstanding family. Her father's a federal judge. But when they went to the house, the father was nowhere to be found. And he said, I don't want to be involved in this shit. Get me out of here. That's probably where you would be, right? So how many years have they been on the air? Five or six years. 
And they've never had a black bachelorette, really? Nope. What, what is this, a, a Trump production? <laughs> I don't know. I love the blacks. I know. Of course, she's a beautiful young black woman, you know. Well, you would hope so. Yes. Well, they all are. As most young black women yeah, are. Yeah, but I mean, saying, no, I'm not going to go. What do you see? How, man, you're, you're about to put your foot in your mouth <laughs> no, big time. Right. Well, they weren't well. going to get, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, they're not going to get someone from North Philadelphia that is, you know, really, 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 really dark. And has, you know, that stereotype of uh, people that, you know, you make fun of, like the Aunt Jemima kind of thing. They're not going to do oh that. Oh, my gosh. No, but I'm just... <laughs> I can't believe you oh, But I'm being honest. They're, they weren't going to go there, you know? So they got a very light-skinned black woman who's very beautiful. But, uh, I mean, that's the state of our country right now. I think it's time to play the game of sweeping the country. Dead or alive. Are you ready, Thomas? Dead <laughs> or alive. Okay. All right. It was such a big hit yes, it was. on the previous podcast. No, I'm going to give you names of three people everybody knows hold on, about. Hold on. Cue the music. Middle alive. Middle alive. Okay, here we go. First one, he was a childhood star, was a sleepover mate of Michael Jackson, was part of the Corys, Mr. Corey Feldman, dead or alive? Alive. You are correct. How do you know that? I know. <laughs> you know your child stars. All right, you're one for one. But you're right. He's just disappeared from everything. Well, he right? actually does have a band that's so terrible. YouTube Corey Feldman and his music. He's terrible. Anyway, the second one. You call that music? Yes. The second one was the king of pro wrestling during its heyday in the 60s. A legend in his own time, Mr. Bruno Sammartino. Alive or dead? Dead. Alive at 81. Really? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. All right, final one. We're going to go for a woman this time. She was the star of Designing Women, married to the Mark Twain lookalike, Hal Holbrook, Dixie Carter, dead or alive? Ooh. Three seconds, no Googling. I'm not Googling. <laughs> I'm going to say dead. You are correct. All right, that's two days in a row. You're two for three. So I'm doing good You're at this doing game. Good. <laughs> well, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't had a clean sweep yet, but time is young, my friend. 